very much like ninjas, if we're being honest. Like, they just all do Dragon Ball Z big flashy super attacks, none of them ever actually sneak around as far as I can tell. And do it. They just jump through trees. Yeah, and run with ah! behind them. Which apparently actually does make you aerodynamic. The fans <laughs> insist. <laughs> yeah, One Piece is like part of its charm is how just bonkers it is, but it really is pretty insane. And you know they did cool things like one of the things I think is cool about One Piece is they take characters' powers that sound kind of innocuous at first, but they kind of twist the logic around to make them, like, really scary. Like, one of the tougher guys on the show, his power is that he pushes things. He has, uh, his hands have, uh, like, pads like a dog's or a cat's would. And anything he pushes, he can, like, send it flying, but he can push anything. Like, he can, like, tap you and send you to the other side of the planet. He can, like, push out the concept of pain from your body and, like, coalesce it into an orb. He can push all the air in an area together until it becomes, like, the size of a pinhead and then just, like, make it explode like a nuclear bomb. Which, so they basically just take the concept and they just go with it to the end. Yeah, they come, they take the concept and they treat it like a child playing a game of make believe would. Like the guy who controls strings. Oh, he pulls you around like a puppet, like puppet strings. Okay, yeah, sure. I mean, or like why not? And he reaches up to the clouds and attaches the strings to them and flies around, which is another thing that he does. Um, they do some pretty off-the-wall shit. So that doesn't really make sense, but consistently doesn't make sense in a consistent way. <laughs> like, if that makes sense. Right. Like, it's a consistent type well, of nonsense. Yeah, well, if, if it's nonsense the entire time, yeah. then something being nonsense yeah. doesn't detract from it. Yeah, I mean, it be you don't want to... Like, if it was taking itself seriously the entire time, and then tried to pull something stupid... Yeah. That's when it feels like an ass. But, but, it feels it, like... but it's staying true to itself. Yeah. You don't want it to become where it's like a Deus Ex Machina, where they just do something that right. just doesn't make any goddamn sense just to get themselves out of a bad situation. But all the characters in the show are all doing things that don't make any sense all the time. So it's internally consistent nonsense. But, yeah. And I do like One Piece, and I do like Naruto. Although, Naruto's not quite as bonkers as One Piece is. I could never get into Naruto. It got to a point with Naruto where there was just too much filler. That is entirely true. If you do watch Naruto, there's about half of the show you should skip because it's filler. Right, and so it got to a point where it's like, should I skip half the show? But then I feel bad because I skipped half the show. Well, I think that Naruto is a kind of a show where you need a reading list, so to speak. Like, you need, like, someone to, like, tell you which episodes are actually the ones you need to watch. Right. Which is not a great thing to say about a show, <laughs> but I like the characters, the world's pretty inventive, I like the, like, way that the fights play out, things like that. Um... And it also helps that they ended up going with the couple that I shipped. <laughs> That's another thing that helps in my opinion. 
<laughs> as long as they go with your your shipping ideas. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's the most important thing, right? Right. <laughs> but no. So are we on right now? Or? We are. Oh, okay. We've been on for four or five minutes. Well. Um, yeah, I didn't want to interrupt the conversation. You know, debating how crazy it can make you sound, uh, going and talking about uh, well, yeah. animes to people who don't yeah. watch animes. Well, it's all started because um, we have some Dragon Ball um, trading cards in our hands, and we and Larry mentioned that, oh, well, one time they misprinted Vegeta's name, and they put it Vegito. And that actually is a character in Dragon Ball Z. It's the fused form of Goku and Vegeta. And it occurred to me how odd that must sound to somebody so who's never is, is That's only one version of the combined. Right. Yes, and, uh, to be honest, movie. I'm not 100% sure if... That was, I mean, because it was listing yeah. uh, a list of a card, and it listed the name as Vegito. Yeah. I don't know if the actual card is... Vegito yeah, does uh, look Vegito. a lot like Vegeta. So. Uh, Vegito is the, their name when they fuse via <laughs> Potera earrings. When they right. fuse via the fusion dance, it's Gogeta. Uh, so, yeah, that's a thing. But yeah, it's like, well, duh, Larry, that's their name when they fuse. I mean, yeah, that does sound a little obnoxious, I realize, but... Oh, uh, well. But to answer the question, which one do I think would be the very hardest one to explain? Probably something like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is odd in such a way that it makes other anime look normal. I didn't ever, I didn't ever finish it, but... I don't know, that show was pretty fun. Yeah, I never saw that one. What's the... Okay, well, the main villain of the series is um, the original character's adopted brother. And I say the original character because they switch perspective to different people inside of the Joe Star family, and they all have a name that has Joe in it, so it's all they're all JoJo. Um, and the reason he's able to fight different members of the same family is because he makes himself a vampire who grafts his head onto the original JoJo's body. That's horrible. It is. It's not a horrifying show, but it is a horrifying concept. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's the basic premise of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Well, on the subject of horrifying shows, this is episode 183 of Geeks of the Square Table. Top shelf transition, Larry. Uh, why, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm your host, Lawrence of America. And with me today is Taylor and Adam. I, yeah, I don't know the rotation. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're, we're sitting in a line instead of in a circle today. I guess a line shouldn't make it easier because you just go down the line, which means I fucked it up. Well, yeah, I don't know who's gesturing towards. Do I feel like you usually do your name first? Yeah, you know, I like how the order we're sitting in. There's kind of like the evolution of a beard. <laughs> like we're like a, you're, you're like the Charmander on Charmeleon, and Larry over here is Charizard. Charizard was just out of control. Yeah. Uh, well, he was out of control. They had to send him to his own island to be by himself with other Charizards. Yeah, that's true. Um, so they he was out of control. So. 
They couldn't use them in well, slave the slave combat. Pretty much, pretty much. They sent him off to like train with the Charizard or something. I don't know. Yeah. They released him back into his native land. Well, really the wild. Pretty much. What really happened is they wanted to change out Ash's roster so that they could like cycle in new quote unquote characters. I'm using characters pretty generously here because the Pokemon really shouldn't count as characters. What are you talking about? Well, I don't know. Pikachu clearly is a character. Well, you know what? Sure. Okay. They do find ways to give Squirtle some of them personality. Is obviously a character. They find ways to give Squirtle's some of them personality. But the point is that they wanted to, like, tag out Charizard or someone else. They came up with a reason for him to leave the group. Did he ever get Typhlosion? I, I don't no think idea. he ever got Typhlosion. I, I don't know what Pokemon Ash he Ash sucks. He never evolves any of his Pokemon. He never evolves any of them. He barely catches anything. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Wasn't he the older one? For someone who was out to like catch all right. them all, he like has like right. one seven hundredth of the existing Pokemon out there. Right. Well, okay. So which one? Are you talking about Ash? Ash Ketchum. Ash Ketchum. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess you know, with the, with your last name is Ketchum, you're kind of like you know. It's decided for you what your career path is going to be. Maybe he really didn't want to be a, a Pokemon know, trainer. Well, pressured well, okay, into it. So, so he doesn't catch all the Pokemon, but man, he gets a lot of chicks. He does. Time. Yeah, um, he hangs out with a new girl every... Every like, region. Yeah. Every region is the best way. To every say, region, he is a new main school. So, a yep. girl in every port. Exactly. Evidently. I mean, that literally aren't the uh, regions like different islands? What different continents? Um, yeah. It's roughly analogous. Like, several of the regions in Pokemon are specifically analogs for different continents. Like, uh, Kanto, I think it's supposed to be, like, Japan. Uh, the one that was from Gen 6 is very specifically supposed to be Europe. Um, oh, the most recent one is, like... Got a Hawaiian, like Caribbean type theme. Not Caribbean, but like um, Polynesian. Thing. But at any rate, um, another thing about Ash that's noteworthy is that he's also terrible at Pokemon battles because he always gets his ass handed to him in the uh, Pokemon League finals. Well, that's why he always gets his ass kicked in one episode, and then, like, two episodes later, he comes back and wins with a brand new Pokemon that he somehow acquired, not through catching it, but by friending it. By, by friending it. Yeah. And then that Pokemon goes away, and you never see that Pokemon again. Other times, he does evolve a Pokemon, so they get, like, a huge power buff. That's very rare. Yeah. But, for the most part, like,. If you're going to make a big prop, like, Pokemon as an anime is pretty bad, I would say, just because, like, it's very much on a treadmill. Well, it's not for the older anime fans. It's very, much, it's very much aimed toward a younger you know, audience. That's true. I probably should judge it through a different lens than I would most shows. Well, yeah, is it set up kind of like a sitcom, whereas, you know, it's kind of, every episode's going to start and end in about the same place. Yeah, know? I mean, it's definitely not like a, a big, like, Overarching story, so much like it's, kind of, it's a Piccarillo, I think it's the literary term, where it's just like each, like it's more about like the journeying and discovery and I guess shit like that, as opposed to Ash having a character arc. 
Whereas, yeah, I, I don't know about uh, a lot of animes, but most of them that well, I've now you know about enjoy. Dragon Ball Z and JoJo's of Bizarre Adventures, uh, and One Piece, and One Piece, and briefly Naruto. So you know uh, that's like some of the most pop, except for JoJo's, those are all some of the most popular ones in existence. So. Well, yeah, I mean, the ones Z, I, uh, I'm more familiar with all had a you know beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Um, Which, in the case of something like Dragon Ball Z, it's clear that like it gets to the end, and then they just they do another arc. Like they like each of the sagas is more or less a self-contained um, story. story arc. Yeah, but then they just do something else after that. The next season, you know, not necessarily a bad thing, but yeah. Whereas things like Naruto and One Piece more definitively had a beginning point and end point that was in mind the whole time. There's like more of a through arc for both those things. I say that about One Piece. It hasn't ended yet, but assuredly it will end when he finds the treasure or whatever. At least One Piece of it. Well, no, that's the name of the treasure is One Piece. There's a complicated reason, which don't worry about. I'm not. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, of course. When, when I think, you know, the, some of the the older animes, you know, uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, Cowboy Bebop is the shit. Yeah. You know, uh, that that of course, you know, is one that got a lot of people into anime. You know. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, yeah, also, that, that one's Outlaw a lot star. Outlaw Star and Cowboy Bebop are both much, much shorter than the ones we were talking about, which I think is to their benefit, because they're able to kind of concentrate on telling a beat-for-beat story. Right. right. Uh, you don't get half a series of filler. Yeah. Right. Or you don't get episodes where Trunks is just yelling at Cell the whole time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I really liked Witch Hunter Robin, uh, which was kind of a depressing series, but yeah. But it's only Sometimes you know a couple dozen episodes or whatever. Yeah. Most of my favorite shows do tend to be the ones that did not artificially lengthen themselves. Like uh, Avatar, I think is probably the best example of that. They kept it at three seasons. Um, Unlike there's no James Cameron who's making what five movies now. Five. Yeah. Yeah. But so wait, oh, it's like a decade too late to that part. I think he right. clarified this for me last week, but I already forgot. Was it five total movies or yes. five more movies? Five total. Total. Yeah. Okay. That's still like okay. That's a lot. I That's don't. That's a lot of dances and wolves in space. The Avatar universe doesn't seem to be such a fertile ground for storytelling as he seems to think it is. Like I feel like. I mean, don't get me it's wrong. It's already you, you can uh, tell some stories. Yeah, it'd be cool. But... Sure, like it's a it's a cool enough setting. I just feel like there's nothing more to say, at least from the first Avatar movie. Right. Unless he's going to uh, start doing direct to DVD. <laughs> Well, yeah. expensive for direct DVD, right? Uh, I feel a little pricey. Either way, though, you're right that Avatar fever has long since passed. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. If he makes a great movie again, it will come back. Yeah, but but that, like the first one came out when I was in high school. Yeah, but like we're not we're not gonna you're not gonna have huge hype, you know, yeah. hype parties about it. Yeah, like when they debuted that Avengers trailer, everybody was oh, yeah. talking about it. When they debut an Avatar 2 trailer, well, it might get a mention or two. Yeah. If I remember correctly, Iron Man 1 and Avatar ha- came out at roughly the same roughly time. Roughly around the same time. And since then, Marvel's made um, 
15 or 16 movies and Avatar hasn't made anything. So you kind of see where the hype disparity is. Well, I'm willing to bet the fact that he's making four more movies, he is going to be uh, copying the plot line of some other quadrilogy or trilogy that's been overly extended. I'm trying to think of a movie franchise that told one story in four movies. Lord of the Rings. That was three movies. There's several that told it in three movies. That there's we right. Did, we have actually did our uh, episode of Geekly Debate on that back when that was uh, all thing. Well, that we did. No, here's, yeah, here's the thing, the, but it's always you splitting the last yeah. movie. Uh, well, uh, all the, the Hobbit three movies. Hobbit three movies. Yeah. The Hobbit is an should have been one, but yeah. the, the Hobbit two, been two. But yeah, they definitely stretched that one out too far. But Lord of the Rings, I remember saying at the time, is I think the best trilogy ever made because it tells one big story. It doesn't feel like there's any wasted scenes. Well, it was or, made to be a trilogy anyway. Yeah, it was explicitly designed to be told in three parts. Um, Star Wars is another great contender. Um, Back to the Future. Is not necessarily the best, but it is one of the ones I enjoy the most. I, I might disagree, though. Was, uh, yeah, designed to be told in one part. Uh, Tolkien was very much on the record as it should only be released as one book. He was wrong about that. That would have been a too big. And of his publisher thought it should be six books, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad they hit a middle well, ground because I feel like three so books that was, was the way. Three to books was the compromise. Okay, but I'm talking about when they're adapting the movie though. They already had it um, in like a three part um, story that they were adapting the film. But realistically, um, yeah, it's essentially two stories that interweave. Again. You can make the argument that it's three because well, Aragon yeah. and um, Aragon and Gimli and Legolas are one group that we follow around. And then well, there's, right. There's uh, it's, Frodo it's and Sam. Two it's, two journeys. Yeah, you could yeah. also make the argument about Merry and Pippin being their own, but that's towards yeah. towards the end of the uh, Return of the King. Yes, but well, I mean they well okay then in they, two they towers and two yeah and two towers. So yeah, they no, never laid hard. eyes on. Mm-hmm. Aragon's group at any point in two towers. Oh, the Dark Tower. You know, I saw an interesting thing the other day. Um, in all of the Lord of the Rings movies, Legolas only speaks to Frodo one time. And it's that very first scene where they you met. My yeah, that is the only thing he ever says to Frodo. Well, which I was surprised I mean, when I saw that, well, but yeah, that's. Honestly, Legolas doesn't have much to say anyway. He's just, it's there, true. He's just there to kill people in really cool ways. Yeah. I mean, and have Gimli somebody to a straight man to bounce off of. Yeah, right. Which I mean, worked pretty book well. Wise, he's just filler. Yeah. Well, in the book, he just wanted to have like a representative from all of his races there, at least right. all the major ones. So, yeah. I like the way they did it in the movie. I like the bromance that he had with Gimli in the movie. So that was one of my favorite parts of it. Well, and it did. I really liked though the thing they did for Rift Tracks. Um, they just made like Legolas just this insufferable bits. It's the way they like made fun of him. It's like like okay, so they get out of the mines of Moria, right? They forgot away from Balrog. Uh, Gandalf died. Everyone's super sad. They just have you know, it's like, did somebody die? What? <laughs> I forgot you guys did that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Legolas. 
But I mean, yeah, the books, both of those guys are, you know, not major characters, so. So, it it definitely, they have to be something, I I mean, because if they played the same role, they'd be, you know, supporting characters or background filler, pretty much, yeah. Well, if you had to name just three main characters to Lord of the Rings, it would have to be Frodo, Sam, and Aragorn. But I think Tolkien is on the record saying that Sam is the true hero of the story. Well, he's the everyman hero. Well, uh, Gandalf, I'd say. Well, Gandalf is very much in the background for almost all of the books. He's very hands-on. I saw a video pointing out one time just kind of breaking down like Gandalf as a character. For a very famous wizard, he doesn't do a lot of wizarding. When he does cast spells, which are few and far between, they rarely are decisive in how the plot rolls out. Probably the only example I can think of off the top of my head where he, like, ended a situation with magic and not, like, knowledge or whatever was when he fucked up the goblins in The Hobbit. Fucked up the goblins in The Hobbit. There was the one point in Return of the King where he saved Faramir from the Ringwraiths. Yeah. And the Balrog. Oh, yeah, when he fought the Balrog, that is definitely a big exception. That was, like, the only time where he ever just, like, threw down completely with the magic. Well, going into deep Middle-Earth lore here, he's restricted in how he applies his magic in most situations because he's just supposed to be there as, like, a guiding element for mankind. But the Balrog was, like him, a, like, celestial, angelic creature, only a demonic one. And so, yeah, he can totally cut loose on that thing. Uh, and all the all the wizards, Radagast the Brown, Sermon the White, and all those, uh, you know, are not necessarily supposed to be, you know, they're holdouts from the other ages, yeah. the previous ages. Yeah. Uh, that's the other time it's his battle with Sermon. That's true, and obviously against another wizard, yeah. all bets are off. But even then, it's, you know, as far as visually in the movie, it's not a lot of, you know, razzle-dazzle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so then then it's his fireworks. True. Now, there are several instances where he does cast spells, but the point was that, like, he, he very rarely does he resolve the situation with his magic. Now... Um, but yeah, I mean, usually his main magic is the portal gun out of there. Portal gun would be a really broken thing to have in most situations. I saw a video someone put together one time where a dude, like, it was a dude with a lightsaber versus a guy with a portal gun, and it was really well done, and the guy with the portal gun won. It is just a laser sword. Yep. The portal gun is a infinitely versatile weapon. Well, so the portal gun, other than shooting and creating an A and B portal, what else does it do? Well, there's also a gravity function to it where you can just grab things with it. Um, but just does the it bake a cake. Just the A. No, in fact, the cake is a lie. But um, cake is a lie. But the whole like closed loop function, you can do a lot with that, like, more than you would initially think, and the Portal games get a lot of mileage into that. 
And essentially, you can actually create infinite speed with it because, like, you can just like make a system where like you're falling and 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 falling. Well, yes, but you reach your max speed, and then if you open the portal to another place, you just like shoot like a bat. And also, you could always, if someone is like halfway through a portal, you just turn it off and kill them that way. Or you know, just turn the portal off when they're halfway through it. That's literally what I just said. Well, I, I thought you were like... Or take the portal and have them hit terminal velocity on the ground. Yeah. Okay, nice. that would work too. But yeah, like, you can do it more directly, but just like, like, put, like, their head up to their neck through the portal. And right. Or you can Darth Maul them, I guess. Or Emperor Snoke them, I guess. Not Emperor, Supreme Leader Snoke them, I guess. Supreme Leader Snoke. I got Supreme Leader Snoke. got my title off on it. Yeah, that... That sounds more oh! cult leaderish. That's what he is. He's not. A, he's not a leader of an empire. Yeah. He's a leader of an order. Yeah. Or he was. Ah, yeah. Cut in half. Right, oh, spoiler alert, by the way. Well, they maybe came out like a month ago. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, we're about a we're about a month away from Black Panther. Oh! We are. Like. I'm super forty days, but I'm more excited for Black Panther than I've been for a Marvel movie for a while because it's it's something new. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, well, I guess Doctor Strange was the last non-sequel, right? Oh wait, no, Spider Man. Well, Spider Man, yeah, but 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 we've seen. You know what you're getting with Spider Man. Yeah, but we've seen you know five Spider Man. Yeah. Recently. In general, they do a pretty good job peppering in new franchises. <laughs> right. um, it's not just all sequel fatigue. Uh, but yeah, you're right. You, you know even, what you're getting with Spider-Man. But even Spider-Man was still sort of a sequel to Civil War. It's very yeah. steeped in Civil War. Yeah. I get the impression that Civil War was more of a required reading for Spider-Man Homecoming than it's going to be for Black Panther, probably. Oh, well. So, you're saying uh, I shouldn't watch Spider-Man Homecoming? You would miss an awful lot of exposition if you did not watch Civil War first. Incidentally, you should watch then, Civil then, War anyway because I will it's say, fucking I will, amazing. But... I will say Spider-Man does do a good job of actually filling you in on yeah. everything that happens. It, you got, I guess I feel like you want to appreciate the gag at the beginning of the movie where he's like doing like the cell phone camera reshoot of Civil War, but but yeah, but it, larger point, go see Civil War, man. It's great. It's one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's arguably the best video. You can make the argument. It's definitely in my personal top three. Well. I maintain that my normal top three would top three would have been a uh, Winter Soldier, Civil War, and Guardians, but I might need to throw Guardians two into one of those spots now. I guess I still think the first one's better than the second. Well, they both have their strength. Like the second one couldn't possibly have made as much of an impression as the first one, just because everything about the first one looks like fresh, shiny, and new. Yeah, they didn't have a baby tree dancing the entire time. True. But Guardians 2, I think, did have a more impactful ending. Yeah. Oh, the Yondu scene by itself. Yeah. It's great. I teared up every time I saw the movie, honestly, at the funeral scenes. Specifically at the part where um, Craig, what, 
whatever um, Rocky's character was. Well, when he shows up, but specifically at the part where uh, Yondu is like second in command, like looks out the window and sees that they've shown up, and he's like so excited about it. Skinny dude. Yeah. James Gunn's brother, I think Sean Gunn is his name, maybe. I don't know. Craiglund, maybe. Craiglund Gunn. All I, I think that is name. All, is all I know him is he's, no, the character. He's, he's the dude from Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Okay, so that guy. <laughs> and you know, uh, of course, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy One didn't have Miley Cyrus in it. No. Hold on, wait, wait. Miley Cyrus is one of the Ravengers. Yeah. Huh. Since she only did the voice, though. I completely another Avenger captains. Uh, yeah, you know when they show the original Guardians yeah. cast. I forgot which one she is. Just yeah, she's like the fish or something. Was she the robot? Yeah, maybe it was the robot. But anyway, the one that talks is Miley Cyrus. In that you one, know, so. Guardians does a pretty good job of sneaking in those cameos. It's one of those ones where I don't think you'd know it unless you knew it. Like, like um, Nathan Fillion was in the first Guardians movie, but I had to go back and like check the film credits to see who he was because I knew he was going to be in the movie. But right. I like at the end of the movie, I was like, where was he? Yeah, who was he? He was the big alien that grew. Like beats uh, yeah, up in the prison yeah, to establish okay. dominance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to establish dominance early. Yeah, I mean that's Otherwise what I say. Right? Up being somebody's bitch. Yeah, go and go and you punch the biggest guy in the yard, right? <laughs> Which Groot did pretty effectively. Yeah. Well, but Groot was the biggest guy in the yard. He very much was. <laughs> okay, so for Groot, you have to go and punch the second biggest guy <laughs> because Groot's uh, like I mean, nine feet tall and is therefore taller than most people. Well, he yeah. can change his height, I guess, but... Like, He's an infinitely old arc, or oak. Um, yeah. In um, some version of the comics, he eventually becomes, like, Yggdrasil, the world tree. Like, he, like, fuses with it or whatever. It becomes, like, the central consciousness of the Earth itself. And he still only says, I am Groot, but, you know, whatever. That so really I saw cool a thing in Secret Wars when uh, Star Lord like jammed the twig into the world tree and like then it became Groot and he started fighting against Galactus. Yes. Well, Secret Wars was a great. Book. It really was. It's, I think it's probably my favorite event ever, and one of my favorite comics in general. Honestly, I love like Marvel. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> uh, wouldn't know that Groot actually did speak in his first appearance or whatever. Like, uh, one of, uh, a store I, I work with or whatever, once in a while they had a, a first appearance of Groot on the cover. He's all shouting, he's the destroyer of worlds, and well, blah, blah, blah. Most, most of the Guardians have completely different pasts than, than yeah. what they are now. The, Their current iterations didn't really start until, uh, yeah. Annihilation and all that stuff. Whatever their original characters Like, the the like, destroyer. Completely different. Yeah. Characters. They're lar- like... <laughs> The Guardians are super obscure, even by comic book standards. Even as someone who reads a lot of comics, I had no idea about Groot being more vocal in the past until you just told me. That's how obscure the characters are. Um, Their humble beginnings are, I think, safely ignored for the most part. Well, they are radically different. Yeah, and of course. Uh, the book was, you know, from the early 70s, so. Right. 
for the like the original lineup of the Guardians, I went back and tried to like look up some of the characters because you know some of them like whoever being Rames was supposed to be, I have no fucking idea who that is. And I tried to look him up, and he's somebody called like uh, John ninety eight or ninety two or something. And the character is so obscure that the Wikipedia stub about him is like two sentences. It just like here's his name. He was it. He was in the Guardians, and that's all it can say about him. <laughs> We've heard rumors of his existence. Yeah. You can't prove that he existed, but... Oh, well. No one bought the old Guardians book, so it's impossible to say for sure. Oh, well. Speaking of cosmic Marvel characters and about the upcoming Avengers movie, apparently Thanos has a true birth name that was revealed in the comics this week. I'm not sure if I'm saying it this right because like I've only seen it in print, but Dione? Something like that. D I O N E, which apparently yeah, is one great. of the moons on Saturn. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting a lot of backlash, I seem to. Well, well yeah. yeah. It's fine. Well, Thanos Can is, they a, really... is a playoff of one of the moons on Saturn, too, right? I think it's like the Greek. It's a Greek god of, of death. death. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but really, can they do any major addition to a comic book character without it? Yeah, getting yeah. some backlash. It, it could have been. It could have been any name, and there would have been a backlash. That's fair enough, but I feel like some things are genuinely like sacred territory. Like they shouldn't establish the Joker's real name, but things like this, I think, are more okay. Well, this is like. This is. Something that may have come up, but honestly, it doesn't change anything. No. It doesn't fundamentally change anything about the character. Yeah. And it's something that, honestly, it, it's just a nice little factoid to have on Trip Midnight. Yeah. It doesn't make Thanos any less Thanos, because right. apparently, like, as soon as his mother got a real good look at him she was driven insane and decided no 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 his name has to be Thanos so for all intents and purposes yeah it's a matter but... Uh, but yeah a lot of people are apparently like dunking on the name saying that that's how they're going to beat him in the Avengers movies or just be like oh so your name's actually Dione and they'll be like no, no, nobody calls me that anymore I have become shame and just like fly off or something I don't know be like Shazam yeah <laughs> say it backwards he loses his powers that's not how Shazam's thing works uh, is that not no it's Pixel Plug man Oh, well. What's Shazam's thing? Shazam just says Shazam, and he transforms from, like, some wimpy kid into Superman, essentially. Magic uh, Superman. Yeah, Magic Superman. Magic and Superman mixed with Thor. So much of a Magic Superman that Fawcett was sued by DC for decades over how Superman-like he was. Which I don't think ever actually got settled as much as... Well, it just... doesn't get settled because they got bought. Yeah, well, Fawcett went bankrupt um, after a while, and they had easy to bottom, so it got sold that way. Well, if you keep your opponents in court long enough, they'll rack up some legal fees. That's certainly true. I mean, it's kind of shitty, but you can sort of run out the clock on people doing that if you're a big, established juggernaut like DC is. Or was. Oh. Well, now that we got Warner Brothers behind us, so they're still big. 
Yeah, I mean, but they still got bought out by AOL. Wait, I thought it was the other way around. I thought Warner Brothers bought AOL. Uh, I mean, you're probably right. I'm Time wrong. bought Warner Brothers. AOL bought Time. Okay. Yes. I didn't know AOL had that kind of cash lying around. They said, what the fuck has AOL done in the last decade that gives them that much, like... Bought time and chest? Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, <how did> they <laughs> do? Were they just, like, sitting on that money this whole time? So uh, they bought it. Uh, they like, bought like, some messenger money. They <laughs> bought them a long time ago. Oh, well. They, you know, back, I mean, back when AOL was actually used, they bought time. Okay. I never realized uh, they was, had garnered that much of a war uh, So, Time Warner, that uh, the Warner Brothers bought DC back in the 80s or 90s. A long damn time ago. Yeah. Yes. Uh, time Warner, um, AOL bought Time and then the Warner Brothers. And they together bought the Warner Brothers. There was AOL, Time Warner, and they eventually just dropped the AOL after everybody That's moved good, to because that, that sounds yeah. really stupid, and they probably were right to do so. But, I mean, you know, if you, uh, you know, scroll through Facebook or whatever, or Twitter, every so often you'll see some little video they put out. So they're still, AOL is putting out content and stuff like that. There's still people paying for AOL. All Good I know is that they were great Frisbees. AOL would have the best Frisbees. Yeah, man, that's a bygone era now where they would have to send out the discs or whatever. <laughs> you, you just found those laying around everywhere. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty useless after a while. But... Man. I was talking to a student the other day about um, modem, like dial tones and modem noises. Just like, like, whenever like you like boot up a computer, or, like, and how you couldn't use your computer and your phone at the same time. They were flabbergasted by this this arcade knowledge. That <laughs> yeah, some people may never never no, know no. the pain. <laughs> Of, uh, you know, picking up a phone and listening to those evil dial tones. I forget where it was, but someone was talking to me at one point, like, apparently they had a kid ask them, why do they call it hanging up? And it dawned on me, that doesn't make any sense to a kid who has only ever used a cell phone. You don't physically hang your phone on anything. You just push a button and put it back in your pocket. So the term hang up, which I guess we've always taken for granted, is nonsensical to this new generation of children. There's a lot of, a lot of little things like that you uh, just wouldn't get. I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently, like, someone, like, um, went to a kid or whatever, and they did, like, the tap on the wrist thing for the what, for, like, you know, what time is it? Kid had no idea what they were talking about. They don't wear watches. Why would they? What are you talking about? Apple Watch is a thing. I guess this was before Apple Watch brought (laughs) watches back. But, uh... People have Fitbits now, too. How well is the Apple Watch doing? Like, I don't think it's... Is it turning them a profit? 
Yeah, so maybe they think, oh, I don't know what my blood pressure is. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, I mean, Fitbits are basically Apple Watches. You can look at your, your uh, text messages. An actual watch watch is pretty redundant nowadays. You can easily tell the time with your phone, which everyone would have because it does more than just tell time. If you they wear an are. actual watch watch, it's more as a fashion statement than it well, is. Well, people are purpose. actually, there is a movement of people who are going back to watches so they have less excuses to pull out their phone. See, this so is all that not... I know about them, but I already find them insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> Says the man who's been playing on his phone for the past hour. Yeah, I'm multitasking, Larry. Just get off my back. Multitasking. So, how many uh, Pokemon have you caught? I haven't actually attempted to catch more, any Pokemon. More than Ash catch He has caught definitely more than Ash <laughs> Well, I mean, I feel like the average Pokemon Go player could get more than Ash Ketchum in, like, an afternoon. Yeah. But let's be generous and say a weekend. <laughs> so, but... you were talking about multitasking. One thing uh, I've noticed, you know, we were talking about the other day, me and the missus, we can hold multiple conversations with each other, you know, about two separate things and respond back and forwards. Yeah, or carry on multiple conversations with multiple people. So, like, you'll be talking, like, conversation A, and then, like, switch over to conversation B, and then back, back and forth, and still keep track of it. Or also have a conversation C here going on. And, uh, well, you know, she works with her mother. You know, she's not that old, but obviously older. And, you know, but other people can't do that. And I was like, all the people she mentioned, you know, that could do this is all generational. I'm like, well, it's because we're the first generation of instant messenger where you started talking to three or four people at a time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess just in general, there's. Yeah. more available at our fingertips to occupy our attention at a given moment. So, I guess we have been conditioned to do several things. At Whether that's a good thing or not. I mean, that's, why, could, that's why everybody has ADD now. You can see how it could be a good thing right? being able to <laughs> divide your attention among several tasks at a given moment. But Well, you know, uh, most of your like high uh, pay tech executives uh, send their offsprings to institutions that ban screens. Well, I guess that's pretty telling. The people who would probably know the most about screen time. If that, I mean... Uh, and, and that's why I, I was listening to a report about the effects of screens on youth. And they were talking about they went and researched it. Where did Google is that sends their kids? And it, Almost all of them, of the major tech execs, you know, who have kids, send them to private institutions that ban screens. You know, whether it be laptops, tablets, you know. Let's see, why don't they just kind of kick it old school and just pass notes during class or whatever? Maybe, but it's not about the communicating on the phone. It's about how is this affecting how you learn, your ability to focus and study. 
I mean, that's a now. double-edged sword. Because, I mean, yeah, it does affect... Below but a the certain screens, age. The screens are also, you know, just another great resource. You can figure out anything you want. Yeah, but also, here's, here's another thing. If uh, knowledge suffered from the crisis of the commons, or the tragedy of the commons, or whatever... There's no earning, there's no paying for it with skill and time. So my my fr- the former phone number of my I don't I don't I don't wanna earn who the random character in Guardians of the Galaxy two is. Yeah. That that is fine. I understand. Sometimes well, I, just, I just wanna be told his name. I mean in general though, just how often do you like just I can still tell you the number mom. of my best friend in high school. I can tell you the phone number of my mom, my sister, my dad, and right. nobody else on earth except for my own phone number. Because, yeah, I've had no reason to memorize them since then. Exactly. But, like, do you even put like forth the effort at all to learn anything new if it's too much of a ordeal, right? I mean, who's going to go all the way to the goddamn library just to, like, find out something they were curious about in most cases? I'm sure there's several people who would, totally, but most people would just, like, live with the ignorance, I feel like. There's a webcomic, there's a comic I was looking at one time where it's like, life before the internet. It's two people sitting on a couch, and one's just like, I just thought of something I'd like to know more about. The other one's response was, well, that's a damn shame. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... There might be a 30-year-old book about it in library. Yeah. I mean, I would never know who Bing Rames was supposed to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I would never know who Bing Rames is without the internet. Ooh. Well, yeah, I guess I can't think of a single movie he's had, like, a prominent role in. Uh, I still don't know except who for Bing Mission Rames is. Oh, who is Bing Rames? He was Marcellus Wallace in um, Pulp Fiction. Okay. He was... Um, one of Tom Cruise's... Uh, was, was he in the remake of Dawn of the Dead? I do not know. But he was on yeah, Tom Cruise's crew in a, at least one of the Mission Impossible movies. He had like a cameo in the most recent one. At least. Uh, yeah. The most distinctive thing about him is probably his voice. He has a very, very, very deep, <laughs> sultry voice. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's how he was introduced in Pulp Fiction. It was as the back of the head and a voice on the phone. Until you finally saw him in uh, Bruce Willis' portion of the story. Then he got molested by a guy in a pawn shop. Molested is a kind way of putting it. You're right, it was probably underselling what was happening. (laughs) Either way. It's been forever since I watched Pulp Fiction. I mean, it's a movie that's like worth rewatching, but it's never one I would just like watch over and over again. I guess. There's, there's like a restaurant in Germany apparently that just like plays Pulp Fiction. Not Pulp Fiction. They they play Kill Bill Volume Two and only that. <laughs> like the name of the restaurant is Tarantino's. Apparently, I know about the, well, I know about this because apparently Quentin Tarantino went into it because he saw it while he was visiting, and um, 
they sue him for using his name. If he did, he did not share that in the interview. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently he was a little mystified why they're going to call themselves Tarantinos and just show like one of his movies on loop. Only Kill Bill Volume 2. Yeah. Not even Volume 1. You don't even get the exposition about yeah, what's I going mean, on. If you walk into Tarantino's, you know, not necessarily super familiar with his work and looking at this as an opportunity to learn more about it, you'd probably be sorely disappointed because you get, like, a context-free second part of a movie. Uh, One of the bloodier movies to eat by. Uh. (laughs) If I remember correctly, Volume 2 wasn't quite as, like, blood-splattery as Volume 1. Like, in Volume 1, she kills, like, the crazy 98, right? Right. It's like, you know, that's a lot of blood just by sheer volume of opponents. I don't recall anything comparable happening in volume. Yeah, that was probably the bloodiest scene. Yeah. Um, I mean, to the point of scientifically, that couldn't happen. Yeah. Well, that much blood. There was not enough people for that much blood. They know. say to never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah, because the one, the one chick was bleeding, spurting out of her head for what, five minutes during the fight? Yeah, or something like that? Something like that. That's just good quality TV to me. So, uh, they did a... a Family Guy episode called 4D. Uh, they, they basically told the same story in the style of four different directors. And now one of them was Quentin Tarantino. That actually sounds pretty clever. I might want to try to catch that episode sometime. Uh, it was uh, one of the newer ones. It was funny. Uh, but, yeah, basically... Who are the other directors? Quentin Tarantino... Um, Wes Anderson. That's quite a juxtaposition right there. That's a little different. Uh, I'm trying to think who were the first two. Um, okay, so I'm trying to think of like character or directors with a very distinctive style. Is it like Sam Peckinpah or something? Or like... uh, Michael Bay. Oh, okay. And Woody Allen, I think. Okay. That does sound interesting. There's an episode of The Simpsons one time. It's not really the same thing, but like, it was kind of told in a little bit like Pulp Fiction, where you see the same day play out from Homer's perspective, Bart's perspective, and Lisa's perspective, and they all like come at the different scenes from different angles, and separate, and come back together again, and then all of course they all end up in the same place at the end. But that was a pretty good episode. And unlike Family Guy, that was one of the very very older episodes of The Simpsons which explains why I've actually seen it. But, uh... And you're still not current on, like, all 50 seasons yet? I am not. Um, I haven't watched a new episode of The Simpsons, I think, since they did the Family Guy crossover episode. I did watch that one. Yeah. That was definitely the last one that I've watched. Which, that was funny enough. Uh, or that was definitely the last Simpsons I went out of my way to watch. Like, look, I still kept. I'll still catch an episode every once in a while, just on TV. But 
Well, it's been long enough no for, for me to uh, have watched it with any regularity that if I catch a rerun, it's new to me. Right. <laughs> yeah, so. I saw a thing. There was a documentary that came out recently. It's I think it's called The Problem with Apu. It's made by a... Um, Indian director. Yeah, Indian director who talks about how um, the Apu character kind of informs what people expect from Indian immigrants. And, like, when, especially for actors, they go in and, like, the directors like, oh, do it more like Apu's voice. Which is a little problematic because it does play up the stereotypes and Hank Azari obviously is not Indian, so that's adding to the problems of it. Well, and, but anyway, the thing I was watching brought up a good point that this is kind of an interesting situation because The Simpsons is sort of a unique microcosm here of something that has spanned decades to the point where something that wouldn't have batted an eye at the beginning of its run now has to be looked at with well, more yeah, modern like, sensibilities. Like, Apu was so hilarious in the 90s. Yeah. Very offensive today. Yeah. Well, and, like, yeah. like, if they had introduced the character now, it would cause a big uproar. Right. But, it's, yeah, the same character has been here for two decades, roughly, now. Well, more than that, because that character has been there my entire life. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. He is one of the original characters. Yeah. He's in the first season. The first yeah. season was the early 80s, you know, I mean... Was the early 80s? Yeah, oh. the Tracy Ullman show. Oh, I was thinking, okay. Well, well, no, I mean, that was the early 80s, and it came off before that show was over. Um, but... Um, did, thankfully, I guess I won't that. have to drive to the library. I'll just Google it. But yeah, well, that, that's good fan. But the documentary does make a point to like kind of knock out like sort of the reflexive reaction you might have. He does point out, yes, I'm aware that. Um, Abu is actually one of the smarter characters on the show. Um, I'm aware that he's had like character arcs and growth and things like that over the course of the series. I'm aware that you should not. He doesn't consider you a racist if you like Abu. Just pointing out that the character, at least in very subtle ways, does sort of inform what people expect of Indian background people. Well, uh, eighty nine. Uh, to answer that question. So, not quite as long as I thought. So the exact still... opposite end of the 80s, what you said. <laughs> right. uh, as late as you can get. That was the actually 80s. the year I was born. So. Uh, but that's still 30 years. Yeah. It's, it's a damn long time, <laughs> yes. Uh, or, um, or it's in season 29. All right. Gracious. Uh, yeah, which is crazy. But yeah, you talk about other characters. Uh, the the Google just happened to show another character that you couldn't introduce uh, today. Yeah. yeah, based off a real life person, you know, uh, real life public access show. It's kind of fun to like a lot of the Simpsons are based off of things that were on TV and uh, street names where uh, Matt Groening grew up in Portland, Oregon. Like, Krusty the Clown is based off of an actual, like, children's TV show clown that was on when he was younger. Although, he does make a point to clarify that the <laughs> clown that Krusty is based off of is not a huge asshole like Krusty is. <laughs> Which I guess is an important thing you want to get out there so you don't defame this poor, like, child entertainer. 
Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, The Simpsons is one of those things where it's kind of it's got a unique place in history. It's almost immeasurably influential, but god damn, they probably need to end it. Well, you know, it's an institution now. It, well, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, now that Disney owns The Simpsons, it will be oh, going on forever. forever. That didn't even occur to me, yeah, but they're going to. Uh, but. Probably can look forward to like two or three more Simpsons movies. Yeah, yeah, sadly. Another interesting thing about the Simpsons spanning such a long amount of time is at the beginning, of course, like it raised a bunch of hoopla about like Homer being an alcoholic and like choking his son and everything. But in more recent years, they're actually looked to as one of the more morally upright families on television because you know they go to church every Sunday. They're not like spiteful towards each other like some members of Family Guy are. But yeah. well, I mean, that's spiteful. Well, they tr- Peter is spiteful. Peter is spiteful to He's openly Meg, spiteful to Meg. Yes. And uh, Stewie famously wants to kill Lois. They, they finished that a long time ago. Well, they did, but... How long has Family Guy been on now? It's getting pretty long in the tooth now. Yeah, too. I mean, well... It I was... might be in double digits at this point. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, I think it's... I think, I think it was off the air for like it was. Three yeah, that's, years. that's the problem with Family Guys. Yeah. Um, well, how many seasons have there been? That's probably. I want to say there. there's fourteen or fifteen. Gracious me. Uh, but you know, Family Guy and South Park have both uh, gotten way up there. Yeah. Now don't look it up. You have to. You have to earn that Family Guy knowledge. You have yeah, to go and watch all fifteen seasons of it. Uh, believe it or not, take a trip to the local library and get that information uh, for us. Uh, until I, until my my some of my DVDs got stolen, I had like the first five as they came out. Well, I was need... one of the people that watched the first season before it was canceled. It... Well, what you really need to do then to show us youngsters how it's done is track down the thief and get your DVDs back. <laughs> Well, vigilante justice shit. Here. Well, okay. So, stolen is the wrong word. As much as borrowed by someone, yeah, uh, someone that uh, I'm not dating anymore. Uh, uh, many moons ago. Uh, gotcha, so, gotcha. well, but yeah. Um, so, I noticed in the Google search bar there. Season 16 came out. Does that mean that there's 15 seasons? Um, let's see. They're on season 16. Okay. And I guess I could have pulled out my phone and we could have played the latest episode on Fox. Now, yeah, little app. But you got to earn the right to watch Family Guy, Larry. You got to go have, home. You and have to go home. Set up a you... VCR recorder. No, no, no. no they... recorders, that's still cheating. You have to be there. At seven o'clock on whatever day it comes on. I was about to say they they post date VCRs. Family Guy does. Oh man! But that uh is pretty much the death of TV is having to be there at the whatever time because our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Modern sensibilities do preclude that. Yeah. So between you know, DVRs and just them putting it out there on the internet, which a lot of people are just doing now because they realize it's inevitable. Um, but yeah. time slots don't really matter the way they used to. Uh, I did actually know a guy 
who told his job that for religious reasons he could not work Wednesday nights and so that, he could watch uh, Star Trek Voyager when it was okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, of all the Star Treks you could have, like, Voyager's told the lie for... Voyager is fine, though. As it's long fine. as it's not Enterprise. Like, like, if he was doing that for Enterprise, I would... It's fine, but it's third or fourth on the ones I would expect you to, like, go out of your way to lie for. Right. It's no... Even It's Enterprise. no Next Generation. It's no... DS. My favorite one's always going to be... You know, DS9's TNG, 25 years old now. Yeah, yes, you're right. Yes. You know who hasn't aged since then? Patrick fucking Stewart. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, he went bald, but otherwise... No, he pulled he, a Mick Jagger. I'm going to become famous after I'm old and never... I'm always going to be this age. Yeah. How old was Mick Jagger when the Stones were at the top? I don't know, but he still looked 50. Now he looks 60, and it's been 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. I don't know. (laughs) Still going strong. But But speaking of things that are lasting too long, we probably should wrap things up here. Yeah, we are. uh, Oh, is that the car? Yeah, that is the car. It specifically says oversized token. Did you see the new Monopoly with the new pieces? They have uh, T-Rex now. That sounds dope as hell, but kind of like weird. Like who would not? Who would pick anything besides the T-Rex? Well, they saw the car. I'm I'm taking the T-Rex. I'll take the T-Rex. I saw Jurassic Park. T-Rex beats car. Uh, the thing that really pisses me off about this product is they only came out with four of them. So they got the, the, the car, the, the dog, buy. the hat, and the thimble. Yeah, they came out with the four that people would buy. Yeah, those are the four that I can think of off the top of my head. What even are the other ones? Uh, well, it depends on what time of uh, Monopoly, but there's been a cannon, a battleship, a wheelbarrow. There's always, The wheelbarrow has always been one of the pieces. Nobody picks the wheelbarrow. The old shoe? Nobody picks the old shoe. Oh, I think I do remember yeah, Every once in a while, people might pick the shoe. Yeah, the shoe, the wheelbarrow. Uh, but the point, and my point being, is they should have came out with at least eight of them. Why that arbitrary number? Because well, that's how many players there are in Monopoly. They, they should have came out with the original eight. Yeah, but... They're more interested in making money. Yeah, they want to put out things that they <laughs> the think iron? are most likely to buy. And I would have bought all eight of them. I feel like you're the oddball here, Larry. I, feel like I would have bought all eight of them and built me a giant Monopoly board to scale with those pieces. <laughs> and, then, and then I'd play it by myself. And we would have it set up here in the shop. Yeah, you can play with four people if you want. You can do four-player Monopoly. We'd have nine. money this big, you know. <laughs> Well, like, I guess, like, the money would be, like, the size of, like, a... It'd be 11 by 17 posters. Uh, Well, no one's stopping you, Larry. You could set up the four players. I don't. I I only have the the one left now. You are shitting all over them for not having the eight pieces. You don't even have the other three that are available. I had the other three, and I sold them for Christmas. 
Okay. Yeah. So no one wanted. So the nobody car? wanted the car. Wait, I thought the I feel like the car would have gone before the thimble. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. I'm just. Con- I just. Yeah, that's not the situation that I thought would play out there. That the car will be the last one that no one wanted. The first one was the, car, the dog. The car is not the dog. Well, of course the first one was the dog. Ah, oh, poor Donatello. Is he still dead? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't follow. No. Last I, last I heard, he was, he was dead. So he was, like, conscious. Classic Donatello. Yeah, exactly. Well, fuck that. He's like... He's like digital crank, man, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> ah, whatever. Anyway, final thoughts other than dead Donatello, digital crank dog? My final thought is, I was going to ask you, what is this? That is a staple gun. Oh, okay. Okay, final thought complete. <laughs> My final thought is this Dragon Ball Z game thoroughly confuses me, but it does have a card in here called Krillin Human Shield, and that's just hilarious. That is amazing. That is amazing. And it's, and uh, that, it's that's, that's like fridge ready. I might put that on my book. It's the skill well, of him like getting killed by Frieza. Too. Right. Yeah, we uh, have people that can teach you how to play here every Sunday. Yeah, Fun Balls be coming here on Sunday. I didn't realize that like the Dragon Ball card Whoa. game scene was so. We also have people that can yeah. teach you how to play that come here and do tournaments on Wednesday. I didn't know it was so big. There's such a lot of dedicated I'm players to comics it. on Wednesday. Oh, See, well. my schedule is very booked up. What are you doing on Sundays? Not being here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has time set up. Side every week, just just not be here. It just says avoid. Actually, Sundays I usually record instruments of destruction. Ah, there when, you go. When equipment actually. So yeah, if you look at Adam's schedule for Sunday, it's you know sleep, eat, avoid Larry, and then like there's like a little sliver cut out for record instruments of destruction, and then avoid Larry some more. Exactly. Oh well. So do you, do you know that uh? There's four months till free comic book day. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's tomorrow's, rather, two days from now is the first Saturday in January, so yeah. yeah. Rolling right up. I'm excited for free comic book day this year. I have a Unicron issue. Oh, dope. Yeah. Fuck some shit up. Uh, Unicron. The best Galactus ripoff ever. Well, that was my final thought. Uh, Your final thought is Don't be an Adam. Don't avoid Comic City 2. What are you talking about? I'm here right now. I mean, I feel like. In fact, come find us. I feel like we're here every week. I don't know if you could say we're avoiding Comic City 2. I gave you at least $40. And, you know, that's like 25 more than Gomer. Yeah. Like, every year for Christmas and on my birthday, I get uh, store credit here from my parents because they know. It's so we should send them yeah. a thank you card. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can, no, re- they, I can relay my your thanks to them next time I see them. If you'd rather just do that, 
You can't. Okay. I think I gave him an ornament. Yeah, exactly. I remember that. Well, I'll have to ask them about that. I put the ornament on my tree. What is the ornament of? I'm going to say two ornament. Did you not get one? I honestly don't remember it, no. Uh, Comic City Two on it. Uh, I gave them out to all the box soldiers that came in the week before Christmas. I would have been here, and honestly, I'm feeling pretty slighted right now, Larry. There's been one hanging uh, up in front of the register since November. Not ringing any bells. It's still there. <laughs> yeah, I'll go look. It, right it's after a big golden ball. I'll go take a gander, but I feel like. I didn't get one passed to me, even though I'm a box holder at Comic City 2, and I'm insulted by this. Like I said, I think they have one to your parents. I'll ask them about it, but we'll see. If you didn't get one, I will give you the one hanging in front of the register. Thanks, Larry. I feel better now. So I guess on that note. Oh, you know what? We said last week we were going to do like what we're looking forward to in 2018, but we never did that. Apparently, Taylor's looking forward to a Comic City 2 ornament. That is what Obviously, he's looking Obviously, yes. That's going to be the highlight of my year. But uh... He's looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to a Unicron issue. And he is looking forward to... Well, I mean, really what I'm looking I'm, forward to the most this year is uh, Avengers. I'm looking forward to this top secret stuff coming out right here. Okay, I was wondering what that was. Is that like an Avatar thing? No, no. It, this this is a top secret thing I can't tell you about. Oh, wow. Okay, fine. Uh, not until uh, till, uh, it's not ready to release yet. Oh, no. you successfully whetted my interest or my appetite or whatever the fuck peaked that phrase goes. Interest. That's the one, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's peaked your interest, whetted your appetite. There you okay. go. You got it. I conflated the two and I feel bad about it. I don't know if that's legal in this state, conflating. <laughs> God damn it, Larry. Uh, oh, find us at Comic City 2 in Madison, Tennessee. Son of Maddie. Or online at comic2.com, or wherever bad podcasts are sold or given away, I suppose. iTunes, given maybe away, SoundCloud, like uh, no one would ever pay us for this shit. Let's be honest. That was yeah. the mistake Gilmer made. Uh, <laughs> so how did the Patreon work anyway? I, I am the only patron. <laughs> uh, how much do you pay a month? It's like two dollars. I, I I didn't even I didn't even put enough in to get the, the Patreon exclusive podcast. So, yeah. because why would I need the Patreon exclusive podcast, podcast when I'm beyond oh, yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless I mean, it was just Gomer ranting for an hour. That would be incredibly like petty of you, I think, to like have to pay for something just to listen to yourself. <laughs> but anyway, it's slightly oh. less sad if you just download this and listen to yourself for free. <laughs> Everyone else should definitely download it, though, and listen to us for free, because you are not us, and it's less sad. But and you can laugh at us. There we don't go. mind. We laugh at us, too. Yeah. Well, catch you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.